Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Where were you 10 years ago, Leanne Crichton? At that point, you'd be playing every... Glasgow City. Glasgow yeah, City, of yeah. course, yep. Some great triumphs there on your way ago. to wow. 72 caps. Stephen McGinn, were you a young blade at that point? Yeah, I was at Sheffield United that season. Feels a long time ago now. You were at the match last night at Celtic Park. Did you expect the win? Great win for Celtic, 2-1. And no, no, I've got to be honest. I mean, when you're travelling to the game, you see the, the players that Celtic are missing, the, the team that's out, Stephen Welsh back from injury, straight into the team at the Champions League level. I didn't see it coming. Um, I probably didn't see it coming once final got a goal back, but they got themselves together, a bit of spirit. Cal McGregor nearly scored a wonder goal and then they, they win it with a real moment of quality from Matt O'Reilly and Lagabielke, in from the cold to, to score the winner who? <laughs> exactly because he's not been in the conversation at all um, but he came in and who would have thought it Leanne the guy who was sent off in the first game scores the winner in I the know, last it, the football's yeah. a funny old game isn't it I listened to Callum McGregor post-match as well just speaking about Lagerbilk and just his attitude and the fact he's had to kind of knuckle down and train hard and, and keep his focus it, it hasn't certainly been playing sailing since his arrival at Celtic but you could see last night what the, the goal meant to him not that you would have expected it to be him that nods at home and gets on the end of it and I need to say, Matt O'Reilly, absolutely frightening. The levels, the performances that he's producing just now are absolutely outstanding. He's a joy to watch. The moments of magic that he's produced in games of late has been exceptional. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, th- your first thought when it comes to him is just put it into a good area. They've got bodies in the box. But I think it sums up the his season, probably Celtic cre- career today. It just keeps getting better and better. The touch is immaculate and he and he absolutely puts it on a plate for Lagabielke to, to get the winner. It was nice. It was a nice relief. You, you, feel, you feel from the Lazio game, the last match day, there was a real pile on about the Celtic's record and the noise within that. Brendan Rodgers' record in, in Europe. So, it was a, a nice relief for the Celtic fans to get that monkey off their back. Well, it's four points last year. And, you know, everyone goes on about Ange with great cause. I mean, he did brilliantly. But in the Champions League, it was two points. Does it change the narrative for Celtic after a dreadful weekend losing at Kilmarnock? Celtic fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. And Rangers in action in what, just under three hours' time over there in Seville against Real Betis. We'll hear from Philippe Clement ahead of the game. But we gave you the news last night that uh, Todd Cantwell isn't available for personal reasons he didn't fly out to Spain let's hear Brendan Rodgers then yep it finished hard to believe wasn't it Celtic 2 Feyenoord 1 only in the sense Stephen that when they equalised did you think oh I've been in this movie before yeah it was deja vu I mean pressure was building in in the Celtic team obviously Stephen Welsh had gone off with a a bit of cramp Mitchell Frame had come onto the pitch and um, yeah when when they got the goal you were actually thinking um, just get your point up the road it's been another pretty dismal campaign ac- across the board but as I said they, they conjured up that spirit to go out and get that winner and, and I think I mean if you'd said to Brendan Rodgers that night after he beat Anderlecht 3-0 that that would be 
the first time, the last time Celtic won a game at that level for, for such a long time, and you felt he was really building something. So, it's nice to draw a line in the sand, but they know that they have to be better if they're, if they're at that level next year. The players showed that they, they've learnt throughout the uh, the sort of process that we've been in this year, because um, we've seen games over the years where the equaliser comes and then the other team go on and uh, and then get the winner. But um, but no, it's we got to tip the hat to the players because the mentality in the game was was very very good. Some people may have thought this was a nothing game, but this meant everything to to us, you know, in the process that we're in. To, to get the victory, to feel the confidence of being able to uh, compete at this level. And I think over the course of this competition, we, we've shown lots of moments of, of potential, especially at home, we could have been sat on nine points uh, just from our home games. But um, but no, I think they, they thoroughly deserved it. They put so much into the game uh, and obviously it's always nice to get the win late on. And Leanne, you mentioned Matt O'Reilly, who was exceptional. What about the goalkeeper? Joe Hart, what a night. Yeah, he had a good yeah. night, didn't he? Certainly first half, very, very good. Um, those are the moments I think you expect from Joe Hart. It was why he was brought to Celtic. It's why he's, he's renowned for being a top goalkeeper. I think there's been a few moments over the course of the season that perhaps you could point the finger at him and, and ask a bit more of him. But certainly you couldn't do that last night. And I'm sure you know the Celtic fans were pleased to see that. There's been a bit of speculation with the transfer window opening as well. Should Celtic bring in another goalkeeper, somebody to put a bit of pressure on? But when you get Joe Hart in that type of form, I don't think you need a second option. When you hear of Mitchell Frame coming on, and what a night for him to come on, Stephen, but he's not been in the frame at all. And most Celtic fans wouldn't know who he was. And there is a theme here, isn't there, that Brendan Rodgers has been talking about the quality. I'm not talking about young Mitchell Frame. Um, but in general, you know, he went with Mikey Johnson again at the beginning. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's kept some of these players. But is it because he can say, I heard him say after the game, uh, he's given as many a chance as possible and many of the players that he's inherited? Yeah, I mean, plenty of managers have rearranged their team, changed their shape to, to get one of the more senior players on. Mitchell Frame, I think, is a left back. They were down to the, the bare bones. But he could have maybe brought in Turnbull, changed the shape. Um, but he was brave, he, he put him on. I know it is a dead rubber, but we, we speak of Celtic's record and Brendan Rodgers' record at that level. It was brave to, to do it. And he got his reward. Uh, your Mitchell Frame wins a corner that, that leads to Celtic's winner. So a special night for, for the boy and, and for his family. You hope it's not the best night he'll have in his career, but it's one I'm sure he'll look on fondly. If you were there, give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Leanne, the stakes are high money-wise in the Champions League and we've just seen today, well, we call it 30 million, 29.7 million yeah, we'll Celtic round, We'll got, round up, will we? Exactly. Don't just forget the yeah. 0.3. And last night's win... 2.4 million I think we can call it 2.5 yeah. million is that not roughly what you get from TV money in Scotland if you win the title? Probably yeah which is incredible yeah. isn't it which you can understand why there's, there's so much emphasis put on qualifying for the Champions League can you get to get to the group stages if you've got ambitions to look to try and get out the groups fantastic and remain within Europe but the reality is financially for clubs in Scotland it's it's game changing money as you say when you speak about that TV deal which probably says more about the TV deal than it does about Champions League right enough um, but it was good for Celtic last night I think it was good for Scottish football as well because you remember Rangers being ridiculed off the back of their Champions League um, performances you know last season 
finishing bottom of the group and speaking about the points and when you look across the other groups and you look at the likes of Newcastle going out last night with the budget and expenditure that they've got I know they were in perhaps a group of death when yeah. you look at the opposition um, but you can only play against the, the group that you're drawn and for Celtic I think it was good just to draw a line under that record that we as a media have, have also been going on about for some yeah. time and I'm sure the players off the back of the weekend um, morale wise and, and just being able to move on and as Stephen alluded to just draw a line in the sand on that Stephen Rangers want to stay in Europa League but they've got this dilemma because they've got a cup final uh, three days later it's not much time you made a great point a few weeks ago to have a major game in Europe the same week as a cup final isn't right I'm not sure why they don't have the League Cup final in the springtime as yeah, they used to it would make yeah. sense it, it really would um, I know that it's about trying to get games into the calendar and, and probably make it appealing for fans as well but I don't think fans would mind you know because a lot of Rangers fans tonight will will travel to Seville they'll be at the game um, and then it's a quick turnaround to come back and then going back your team again on Sunday it's an awful lot of money at this time of year as well and for the players it's an awful lot to ask when you want them to go and perform at the highest level and we know the, the injury concerns as well that Rangers have had um, and what type of squad what type of team they'll be able to put out tonight and then again what that will be reflected like on Sunday Bags of football tonight to look forward to Aston Villa in action your brother John will find out in a moment or two is he playing tonight and uh, here at home we've got Aberdeen up against Eintracht Frankfurt who of course played Rangers just a couple of years ago and well, that's a year and a half ago so like Rangers, they've got a dilemma, haven't they, in the team news? Have you got the team yeah, news I've for Aberdeen? Team, I, I can just yeah, run through it, Paul, quickly. Yeah. Um, Roos is in goals, Garteman starts, Connor Barron, Duke is in there, James McGarry, Shaden Morris, Dante Polvaro, Ryan Duncan, Angus McDonald, Jack Milne and Slobodan Rubicic on the bench. You've got the likes of Devlin, Shinny, Jensen, McGrath, Clarkson. Those, that I would imagine, will start the game on Sunday. So certainly a, a fresh look Aberdeen side going into tonight's game, which understandably you would expect, albeit I think they'll still want to go and give a decent account of themselves if yeah. they possibly can, but they'll be firmly focused on Sunday. Stephen? But that backs up my point about um, not having a cup final yeah. in, in this week. Aberdeen versus Eintracht Frank Frankfurt. Um, when you think of a lot of tough seasons Aberdeen have had over the years and not been back at that level, to be hosting Frankfurt at home and to be thinking about a game four days later it can't be right that you know it should be a showpiece for yeah, them yeah, yeah. It, should, it should be a game you say Petaudry under the lights taking on German giants can we turn yeah. them over but all the focus is already on Sunday's game I know three days later if it's four days later Stephen they'll miss it the bus will be late <laughs> and the cup will go the, straight the players that are benched tonight Sorry, as well yeah. the, the likes of Shinny <laughs> yeah. you know the reason why yeah. he's come back to Aberdeen is to go and make the team better to perform yeah. to compete against the best players sure. And I'm sure if you were to give him a choice, he perhaps would want yeah. to play tonight. But it's that risk v reward, isn't it? When it's a game that effectively means nothing and you've got an opportunity to go and lift silverware on Sunday, players shouldn't be put in that position. Paul's on the line from Kirkintilloch, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Paul. Yeah, hi, Paul. How are we doing? How are we doing? Good. Yeah, good. Hi, How Paul. are you? Were you at the match last night? <clears throat> yes, I was at the match. Yeah, it was a uh, funny atmosphere, kind of. Uh, no use to really going to kind of games that mean I know it means some it's finances for the club and it was yeah. good to get the victory but it was a bit it was a bit of a dead rubber you know so uh, yeah. my, my point tonight is that after we've looked at the Champions League we've come away with four points yeah. and you look at the stupid points that we we, we dropped yeah. but you look across the board you look at Newcastle and United mm. and stuff like that you look at the money they've spent uh, and actually we're not being always bad as, 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 yeah. as we are like considering 
what we've got and, and the money we spend. But I really hope that I know we come up with the same pattern every year the players will learn for this. I really hope Brendan Rodgers learns for this because I'm, I'm still not convinced he's the man for the job. But I'm willing to, he's there now that uh, in the summer we had guys that left that were, I don't mean that's the same derogatory, but uh, men and we brought in kind of boys. Yeah. Uh, now, even some of the guys that we've got out, Abada, Abada, Abada was not a starter really. More times than not, Abada came off the bench. We lost guys like Tom Rogic, yeah. uh, Alan Moy, men, kind of seasoned kind of campaigners. Uh, that even if they've not played in the Champions League, they've played international football, they've played at a good level. Sure. Yeah. So, really, we need to bring, now we need to bring in guys, and even if it's for next year, but we need to bring in men, we need to bring in guys with a presence. Maybe not the best technical football players, maybe somebody can put a tackle in, spark a bit of reaction. Uh, Carl McGregor's a great player, but he's, he's not really that kind of guy that Scott Brown was. But I think, I think we'd just, I, I really hope we bring a bit of muscle into the team. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I think over the over the campaign, especially at that level, you only need to look at the Champions League music when it's been played with the actual size of the Celtic team. I think it is an issue. Um, I know. Do you go? Out, what? What? How do you go out and get a man as such? How do you go out and sign these 27, 28 year old players that are ready made to come play for Celtic? Yeah, I mean, you look at. Nat Phillips, he was meant to be that yeah. ready-made, yeah. short-term fix. Really hasn't worked. Um, so what? I don't think Celtic are going to change. Brendan Rodgers definitely isn't going to change their identity, the way, the way they play. I don't think Celtic are going to start um, hitting the long balls and stuff like that. But I do agree, they have lost guys like Starfelt, Jackie Marcus, that, that brought a physical yeah. element to the team, um, a plan B as such in terms of Jackie Marcus's case compared to Kyogo. I don't think O oh, looks anywhere near ready to, to play the role that Jackie Mack has played so definitely in that area they need a, more of a presence um, and then the Cal McGregor I actually thought Tomoki Awata was playing really well last night um, doing everything that you, you would expect from him freed up Cal McGregor to, to play in a more advanced role um, so I think that's a bit of an issue if his injury is uh, going to be longer term Leanne, they need physicality, but they also need players that are ready to play at a high level. They do, and that is, listen, it's hard to come by, as Stephen says, and Paul's frustration it is certainly coming through in the call, but it comes down to recruitment, and the reality is Celtic have probably looked to shift their recruitment policy in the last number of years, as we've seen in the players that they've brought in, but then you look at Matt O'Reilly, for example, who I think is, what, he's 22 years old, you could have looked at him as, as a young player that's coming in, but he's hit the ground running, so there's no guarantees, and as Stephen says, with somebody like Nat Phillips, for example, that you would expect to hit the ground running it doesn't happen so it's got to be a player that fits the system that fits the way that the team want to play that complements the players around them because you cannot bring in a player even like Bernardo for example I don't really see where he fits into the Celtic team just now his style's a bit different to the rest he's probably got a couple of similarities to the rest he's not unique to me in any way in that he plays so he's been another player that's been brought in that you would have expected to fit into that midfield and he hasn't Iwata I would agree I thought he looked good but he's Seems to be just, there's no luck, you know, yeah. when you're that player that's waiting for an opportunity and then it eventually does come and you get an injury that looks like it's going to put you out. So, um, but Celtic, I do think they need to get back to the drawing board because uh, the recruitment clearly that was operating whilst Ange Postacoglu was there, the players that were lined up before Brendan Rodgers arrived are not Brendan Rodgers type players because he's not getting the best out of that group just now and that clearly tells me that. Paul, 
January is going to be massive for you. You can hear it from the manager. You know, I know you said you've got your doubts about Brendan Rodgers, but he is an elite manager. He's been brought back in, but that's not his team that's there. So January, I wonder how, how many do you think should come in? How many players? Is it three or four? At least, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I kind of see, see if, ask, almost see that's a bit of a weakness of Brendan Rodgers. See if, if he came in, then he, he looked at the players and just says, right, we'll go with it. I, I thought that he would have been in the attitude at this time that if they're not ready, they're, they're not good to him. That, I mean, I mean, I know it's hard to sign players, but good. That's what, that's what, that's what we pay our season tickets for. That's mm-hmm. why we invest yeah. money. We're putting money into these guys. It's been done in the past. It's changed our scouting system. Uh, it's, I, I, I don't think that's... I, I don't see that as an excuse. Uh, with cash rich, which they keep telling us, and I, I don't want to go down the road again into debt, but yeah. I just think sometimes yeah. that we ignore the Scottish market, which... Irritates me a wee bit. I mean, there's some guys in the Scottish market. If you look at, at their figures, uh, they would do well in the team. Sure. And also, it annoys me a wee bit that we're, the Scottish teams don't aren't they willing to pay each other decent money for their no, players. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, sure. And if they'd done that, it'd keep the money in the game. You could bump up the wages. You could maybe attract yeah, better sure. players. But everybody's everybody's scared to. It's, we'll give you this one in loan we'll give you this one in loan right. we'll know you're yeah. giving you any much money which sure. I don't think Stephen no, I, I do think that and also the, the Scottish market Celtic are going to have a problem soon in terms of uh, the homegrown players yeah. and, and domestic um, quota and, and I, I was watching Paolo Bernardo last night and I'm thinking is there anything he can do that Lewis Ferguson can't do no. I, I know he's got I know this his family, his surnames, um, sides to the, towards Rangers, but, but there's nothing yeah. Bernard, Paolo Bernardo can do that Lewis Ferguson couldn't. And if Celtic had come in, Rangers didn't come in for him, he could well have come to Glasgow. But we've said that often yeah. enough, and Paul sure. is spot on. Yeah. You know, we, we overlook Scottish players constantly. Sure. We've spoken yeah. about Lauren Shankland on Tuesday night yeah. when I was in as well, and you know, today their hearts are probably saying he's going nowhere, it's going yeah. to take some exceptional bid, but why would there not be an exceptional exactly. bid? Why yeah. would you not invest yeah. back into the Scottish what is game? The reason? He's an international player, he's, exactly. only, he's 28, I know he's not, but he's 28, we're talking about getting players who are ready to play. That other great Scot, uh, Bojan Majofsky, <laughs> I, mean, I know he's not, but he's playing here. I know. Yeah. Paul, I was just going yes. to ask you, come January, would you be happy with loan signings or are you thinking more long-term, looking at the summer in, with regards to the recruitment? Yeah, I would be, I like a loan signing that there could be an end to it, like Carter Vickers and like mm-hmm. Jota. Yeah. I think yeah. the Nat, Nat Phillips one, I don't know. I, I just think sometimes, I know it's Liverpool, but there's a reason why he's not getting a game for Liverpool. It just didn't work out for him, did it? Thanks, Paul. Here's Kevin waiting in the line. Good evening, Kevin. How are you doing? You're all right, guys? And Leanne. Hi, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah, she's good. She's buzzing. Hi. Yep. Oh, good. I've never spoken to Leanne before, so pleasure. Uh, she knows her stuff. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, obviously, obviously delighted about last night. Uh, great result. Another good performance for the first half. Foot second half. Uh, PS, uh, the, the Dutch side, they, 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 they showed their class. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? They're, they're a class act. You don't win the Dutch Championship with that many points, score that many goals if you're not a good side. Yeah. So for us to withstand that pressure, really proud of the guys. So it's about time... We got a we got a result because Paul, I'm I'm positive all three of you guys will agree. We have played 
three times, four times better than that and got zero points. Yeah. That was probably one of our worst performances and we got nothing out of it and we won and we get three points. Yeah. So we played a lot better and get nothing. So I don't think we're too far away, but we definitely need help. The manager said as such after the game. Uh, you can tell in his interview, so I'm quite excited about that. Uh, the last caller saying that Brendan Rodgers, he's not sure if Brendan Rodgers is the man for the job. Completely disagree, but I would love to hear who 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 was the man for the job if it's no Brendan. But he need, he he was always going to need two or three windies. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a long term project. Brendan Rodgers actually said he signed his three year deal and it's a five year project. That's the, that's what he said when he signed. It's going to take five years for Celtic to be back to where the club want them to be in Europe. So he said, that's came to the horses with and that's beyond his contract. He needs the money to spend. We need a new goalkeeper. Joe Hart's coming at the end of his career. Uh, I would say we need a new left back because Greg Taylor's has always been a good servant. He's been very hot and cold this year. Uh, and we need a number six and a number nine. Just, just like Neil Lennon said on the telly last night, we need a six and a nine. Um, because, and I'm sure Brendan Rodgers knows that, but as you know, Paul, I put my faith in this manager and yep. the board, and I'm sure that they've all delivered. But January can be a very tricky window. But I've got a name up my sleeve, Paul, and oh. I'm. I'm Go I'm, on. I've looked for you, yeah. all, I can't even wait for you to laugh, but <laughs> yeah. I've got to say it anyway. So, the, I'm a big fan of the Brazil Serie A and uh, the Superliga in Argentina. I stay up to all of watching it. <laughs> and I say, I certain Mr. Suarez, his contract has run out at Gremio. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, they didn't, they didn't pay him a fortune. They did, they, 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 they're skinting that mob. So would it be off Brendan Gere a wee phone well, call for six well, months, twelve months? Exactly, his old manager Brendan Rogers. I love that left field thinking. What it's do you left think? field. He was yeah. linked with Inter Miami, so it's just whether he fancies Glasgow or Miami for a six months stint. Which I'd <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> no, look, it's a good shout, and, and you always that's we spoke about it on Tuesday night, Paul. And I, I love the transfer deadline yeah. day. We've not had something like that in Scotland for a long time. You know, we, we've not had the helicopter and, you know, players getting flown in for, for all over. So it would be incredible if there was a name like that, then absolutely. Um, maybe if there was Champions League football or European football next year, it might have been something as well that, that Luis Suarez would have perhaps looked at putting himself back at the top end of the game. I don't know whether it would appeal to him just to come and play the domestic game, but listen, what a shout that is. It's a good shout. The fans need lifted. Everyone's Stephen, you could hear it last night. It's not this. The, the atmosphere is not what you would have expected for that game. But the one last night. What about Suarez? Is that possible? I've just checked. He's 36. I mean, what a striker! Unbelievable. One of the best I've ever seen. Best number nines in my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, he he could do everything. Um, not not too sure. He, he'll be on Brendan Rodgers' radar. Just I think he's going out to join his pal Messi in, in Miami. But I do think, I, I mean, Brendan Rodgers, no, no Celtic fan out there, I think it's demanding that Brendan Rodgers go in, in his first season, put Celtic back in the, in the last 16. I think the nervousness and the frustration comes from the domestic form. And I don't mean so much the results. There is a, some of the games have been a bit stale. Um, and you're off the back of the way Celtic. And Celtic didn't win every game 5-0 under Ange Postacoglu. But a lot of the games, I mean, they came out the traps flying um, and, and goalkeepers were having the games of their lives to, to keep them in it. So I do think there's a bit of frust frustration and nervousness that they've let Rangers back into this title race. So I do think it's an important January window for, for Brendan Rodgers. Are you comfortable with that, Kevin, the domestic form? I know you're saying Brendan Rodgers for you as oh, the yeah. man and, and you back him and the board, etc. with the, the European stuff, but domestically, if this does become a, a two-point advantage... Um, or it swings before the turn of the year. Do you still have that same faith? Of course I do. Man, this is Scotland. You're in, you're in a two-team league. Rangers, Rangers 
should be within three points of Celtic or vice versa. That's the way it should be. So, of, of course, I, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable, with, I'm comfortable with the forum because we've only, we've only lost one game. But performances, that's been, that's been, that, that could have been better. Um, I, I the home results, uh, you, you're obviously Celtic Rangers. You're looking to win basically all your home games, yeah, yeah. right? Give or take the old firm games, right? And I know that Aberdeen Hearts can maybe throw up a wee hiccup, so to drop points against St Johnston and Motherwell, I upsetting. But forum wise, I mean, you've only lost one game, but we need to. We, and we have been so on. I can't believe nobody's really mentioned yep. this, but look at our, look at our injury list. The, 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 one of the most influential players in our team is Hatati, and, we, and we've lost him. So he's been he leaves a huge hole, and that hole isn't easy to fill unless you've got big pockets that you, which we have. But then you've got clubs willing to sell those players to fill that gap. So it's okay. it's a, a, a football is a fickle business, you know. What I mean, you can't get it right all the time, but hopefully January we get the fit done in the transfer market. Spot on, give. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. She did so well on Tuesday night. She's here. Leanne Crichton, back by popular demand. Dale, the personal trainer, said he really enjoys your contributions so, so there's one Leanne it's a start that's good yeah we're up and running we're up and running I'll take that <laughs> how's Gran how's she doing she's Your brilliant nana. she'll be yeah. tuned in actually good. tonight yeah, we'll get a debrief after the show as always good. my mum's just messaged she's oh. enjoying the show as well yeah, to mom. she's all over it yep. Yep. they know so at least we know we've got two listeners exactly. as well and it's, and, it, and it's building uh, Stephen last night you were at the game there this weekend are you going to be back for Falkirk we know you've missed it um, are you going to be on the bench maybe for the big game with Hamilton yeah, I'll be involved. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it's when when I've won leagues and won the championship before, and they're so open that you never really know who the the nearest competitor is going to be. Um, first year I won it, I thought it was going to be done. United, Livingston, come like a train. Uh, likewise um, with Abroth, they just come from nowhere and become the challengers. But right from the start, as in Hamilton, have been so relentless. So the games seem. Well, they are really important. So um, it feels like it's just being dawning on as the way Celtic Rangers games come about. So we're here now on Saturday, and you, you just want to go there and, and play as well as we can. What's the mentality? Yeah. Sorry, Paul, I was just going to say, what's the mentality like in the the group? Because it comes now with a bit of pressure when you start yeah, I, the season as well. Is that? I mean, I mean, the message we we are unbeaten this season. Obviously, um, the first I mean, the first game was genuinely like a chess match. It was, <laughs> and both teams never really got going. Um, and and. Although a point probably going away, a point as the away team would be a good result when, when the title race is so close. But we want to we want to try and play a normal game. The way we've been playing for, for the majority of the season and we feel like we'll give ourselves a real chance of winning the game if we can play as well as we can. Do you play chess, Leanne? No. no? What about you and the McGinn's? you all sit down at Christmas? Will they all be there? No, playing chess? I, I bet your dad does. Uh, I'm Former sure he teacher. Does, yeah. Aye, yeah. He is. John, can he play? He's got other things in his mind at the moment. He may be able to play He'll... tonight because he's been dropped. He's on the bench. Oh, is he on the bench? Yeah. Is that breaking news <laughs> from the McGinn camp? Now, he tells us nothing when he comes in I here. Know, but know. you were just saying beforehand, we'll talk shortly about it. How proud are we of John, uh, McGinn. John McGinn? We sort of live it vicariously through his brother. It's but, incredible. Yeah. Uh, and it must be so hard for, I know Stephen's had a brilliant career yeah, as well, sure. but not to constantly you know, be so proud and speak about yeah. him and genuinely just I'm playing in the Premier League, the performances that he's produced, 
the manner in which he goes about his business, the way he performs for the national team, just the type of player he is, but also, not that I know him personally, but the way he comes across in interviews, the way he speaks, his personality, even his you know, quirky remark about um, not being on the bench, the manager asking him where he wants to play and stuff. Like, you don't get that sort of banter in England, yeah. you, unless you're Scottish. So um, you can understand why it goes viral and it's clipped up all over social media. But what a performer. And, and sorry, if he was another nationality, he would be getting touted now for 150 million plus because he's better than a Declan Rice. Um, and there should be so many teams that are, I know Aston Villa are flying, but across the, the, the globe in terms of the top teams, if you want to go and build your team around anybody, go and build it around John McGinn because that's the level that he's operating at now. See, I find it easy not to be proud of him all the time. <laughs> Deal with him. You know the secret. It's the fa- just the family you phone things, him. I mean, you yeah. phone him. Why are you phoning me? <laughs> what, what are you looking for? He asks you that. No, that's his. I mean, yeah. you phone him in the car. Sometimes you're driving home. Yeah. You, you speak to people and you think, "Hey, yeah. John, I phone. Yeah. He played well last night. Phone and see how how he is after after the game. <laughs> Why are you phoning me? I mean, oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> see you later." <laughs> Yeah, listen, it must be a busy life though it must be full of demands yep. but uh, no we are we're really proud of him yep. um, certainly Scotland fans and looking forward to next summer and, and yep. as long as he stays fit and available and performing at the levels then I'm sure again it'll be one of the players to watch at that tournament it'll be incredible mm. Rangers game tonight the, the permutations you can tell Sky's on there if they finish top they are in the Europa League and we know the money's important as well mm-hmm. I know they've got the game on Sunday you heard Barry Ferguson on Monday night saying I'd rather be playing in both games. I've got to look at tonight and then see what happens. Here's the manager with the update from Seville. I hope that uh, Ryan Jack was back, but it's not the case. So uh, he's out also. And the rest, you know, Tom Lawrence, Nicolas Rasquet, Danilo. Quite a list and then uh, also quite a list of players who are not uh, on the European list. So that's what we know. For me, important, and I, I said it already a few times the last couple of weeks, it's about the guys who are here. So the players who are here are here with ambition. They are here to prove themselves, to prove themselves as a team also, and that's the most important. Jack's been on asking, what do you think the Rangers team is going to be? We'll have it in about an hour or so. Leanne? We'll let Stephen go first because he was across it before me, so I wouldn't like to think yeah. that the team that I've got written down Indeed. here, Paul, yeah. he, he thinks I've copied yeah. his answers. So. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you mean you're, you're trying to write down the team what, what you think it might be? Yeah. And then yeah, that, that I think that's when you get the scale of the the lack of players Rangers have at their disposal. And you can tell he's annoyed, and he's annoyed about the squad mm. that you know those that are missing, yeah, Yilmaz and and some. Yeah, others. I mean, I mean, we speak about the game tonight. Say say it's going really badly. We think you, you then your attention would come return to Sunday. Guys like Seaman, the importance yeah. of of them getting to Sunday and not having a red van where maybe you could go like for like. And they're really, I mean, bare bones. So. My guess at the team, uh, Jack Butland in goals. Um, I've gone for Tavernier, right, obviously. Connor Goldson, I've gone for Davies, and beside Goldson. Um, with Borna Barisic, left back. I've got two sitting in front of John Lundstrom and Sifuentes. And then a front three behind Cyril Dessers of McCausland off the right, Seymour off the left, and Sam Lammers in behind Dessers. So I do, I mean, you do feel for Philippe Clement in terms of nobody can help the injury list, but. European list not having um, Balogun and Ridvan available um, isn't ideal for them but it's a game top in the group if they can win, win the game not only will you be seeded for the, the next game but you're also you don't play in that qualifying round you cut, cut out two games 
um, which could be important when, when you think of how tight the, the title race is in Scotland Leanne what do you think of that team? Yeah not, not far off it um, and I think that could also be the team I just wondered whether Matondo he's available for tonight as well isn't he? if he'll play just to get more minutes into him as well and get him up to speed but you could see that shift being split between himself and McCausland um, and the only other one for me would be Suter who I don't think will feature on Sunday so I think he might get the nod tonight but other than that it was the, the same team as, as Stephen He was still raging about the Sifuentes red card and the fact that uh, they lost the appeal I think it needs it surprise everybody maybe even the players of Dundee because look back at the image and, and it's sometimes frustrating as a manager if you if the referee gives a yellow card and after it becomes a red card the next day you watch uh, much of the day and you see much more bad tackles there and yellow cards so that was strange and then you see back the footage after the game where Jose has the contact but because the player slides underneath him when he goes for the ball and look back at the image, there are five, six players of Dundee around. There's nobody, but nobody who reacts to the referee, nothing. They just continue to attack because it was, it was a duel with the contact, yes, but not a big fall or something. So it's disappointing to lose a player one half, to play with 10, but then to lose him two more games, that's a little bit too much for me, but okay. Uh, there are other people who decide and I don't have any power in that so again I, I will focus on uh, on the guys who are available but I'm going to be really cautious also to see the next couple of months if this context happens if it's every time a red card What are you thinking Leanne? It's very similar to what I had said on, on Tuesday night with regards to Bakayoko sliding underneath Sifuentes it was the way I seen it it was that split second where the ball was there the slide challenge comes in the ball's gone. Sifuentes for me just looks like he's trying to find somewhere to put his foot. I don't think there was any force, there wasn't an intent, but the reality is if we're going to go down the route of looking at still images, which I can imagine that that was what the referee was presented with and the point of contact for him was high up in the leg, then they, they view it as a red card. So as much as I personally don't think it was a red card, I also think it's very subjective in terms of applying the laws of the game to the decision but when that decision has been made I couldn't see it being overturned and, and we've seen ones um, in the past I think there was one earlier this season was it Josh Mulligan at Dundee as well who again everybody agreed yeah. the referees agreed and it wasn't overturned at the time so um, it's unfortunate the two game ban is, is pretty hefty um, as Philip Clement alludes to but it's where we're at with the game now which is pretty sad Stephen there's parallels with the two managers at the, the biggest clubs in that Brendan Rodgers clearly not entirely happy with the squad that he has and it's the same with Philippe Clement and many of them came in over the summer some project players in Rangers case you know Dezers was uh, 4.2 million or something uh, Danilo okay he's been injured I know that Rangers fans quite like him they haven't seen an awful lot of him but it's been not been a great summer spending spree for the big two no um, and I think if either when you think of the seasons I've had and how stop-start it's been, um, you, you feel as if if one of, just one of them had got their house in order, they may have more of a lead at the top. Uh, on the Cifuentes one, I, I just I can't probably really go over the fact that it's costing the boy a chance of playing in the cup final at the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um, worries me that it can go to VAR, through VAR and through a, a appeal system, and that still stands as a red card. Just in terms of, you speak about, 
think taking out the rules with the bookings to, to stop this happening where people are con- uh, suspended for the for a cup final I don't know if he's played in a cup final before maybe he might never play in another cup final yeah. um, and it denies him the chance um, and obviously we'd start the game with the lack of options in there I'm probably just uncomfortable with that still yeah. being a red card I think everyone agrees with you the growing influence of the VAR officials and that whole system there's too much let the referees referee the game they will make some mistakes but they make mistakes under VAR anyway so are we any further forward I want to ask you about Dalla Sima I see that um, he has been saying he'd lo- he would like a permanent arrangement Leanne what do you think money wise it would be is it five, six, seven? Well, they paid seven bit, million didn't they yeah, for him well it would right. be interesting wouldn't it um, where he's viewed in the pecking order um, from his parent club but look his numbers have been good You know, I think he's he's one of the the shining lights along with Butland probably when you when you look at it now and the goals that he's scoring the performance levels the different outlet that he offers in terms of his pace and his physicality both an aerial threat um, he can finish he can go by players so for Rangers if, if it was something that the player wanted something that Rangers felt was fit but at the same time I think you also need to be smart don't you with the, the level of spending because as you mentioned there there's been some poor bits of business carried out in, at both Glasgow clubs in the last year or so for sure Stephen, if you look at Sky, the last scoreline there at the bottom, the game you were at last night, Celtic 2, Feyenoord 1. It's a long time since you've seen that scoreline in uh, European football for Celtic. And what are they going to take from that last night, do you think, with Celtic for the season? Given that everyone was saying, you know, after the result at Kilmarnock, there was, it's not quite panic stations, but there was so much noise around it. Yeah, I mean, the, I, said, I said the other night, I, th- I thought the, the second half performance at Kilmarnock was alarming. Um, and I think it was important to to bounce back. I think I think the negatives would have outweighed the, the pros in terms of if that had gone badly for Celtic last night. The noise around the, the form, where the, the way the club was going, would have been would have been quite heavy. So I think it was nice for for the Celtic fans that went last night to to get that win, get the, as I say, get the monkey off the back, but also say right, okay, Cameron Carter Vickers is back training, mm-hmm. Dyson Maida's back training. Could we see them in the match day squad on Saturday because? The quicker they guys are back, um, obviously the better chance Celtic have got moving forward. Um, so, do, do we do we see Cameron Carter-Vickers playing at the weekend? Not sure, but I just think the positivity with him being back around the place, such a key player, um, off the back of the win last night. All right, the Aberdeen game's just a couple of minutes away. Rangers just over two hours. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, Leanne Crichton and Stephen McGinn is with us as Aberdeen kick off. A lot of people tuned in. Julia is listening in. She was at the Celtic game last night and enjoyed it. A Celtic win in the Champions League 2-1 against Feyenoord. And Ross King is in town. The King in LA is in... Annie's land or thereabouts so Ross great to have you back in Glasgow after well we see him every morning with uh, Lorraine do you manage to see it in the morning do you watch Stephen the football uh, CBeebies I've got him in the morning <laughs> <laughs> you'll progress to that in a couple of years then and when you're in I know you don't miss you rarely miss uh, it uh, no absolutely I'm yeah. always tuned in Paul you know that another great Scott as well Lorraine so Ross great to have you in town he enjoys the programme catches up on it in LA and phones to say what he thinks of uh, the contributions hopefully you're enjoying tonight it's a big night for Celtic fans we heard earlier on from uh, Paul who was saying he's yet to be 
proved right about Brendan Rodgers. He doesn't think Brendan Rodgers is right to come back, but he was maybe a little bit, he was pleased to get the win last night, but he wonders about the squad. Undoubtedly, January is going to be huge for Celtic. I think it is. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. And Rangers fans looking forward to the game tonight with Real Betis. A great result for Rangers in the home leg a few months ago. Aberdeen, Frankfurt, has anyone managed to see the first three minutes? Nil, nil. Yeah, well, Frankfurt are obviously a, a top side, knocked it about well, um, had their first shot and goal, which Kellerus uh, managed to, manages to hold. But obviously, Aberdeen, um, a much changed team with a view to Sunday. It probably tells in terms of you can see there's some empty seats. I think, had there not been a cup final and an important night more of made of this game tonight, I'd see Petodrin more of a sellout. Do you want to hear from Callum McGregor, the captain who played really well last night? Yeah, exactly. I think we've been in every game and, and that's just this, this level. You see it um, even last night. You know, Man United did struggle to get through and it's a huge club but all around the world. So, you know, the, the level's not easy by any by any stretch. Um, but if we want to be in it and, and feel competitive in the games, which we have been, it's then just that next bit about adding experience and quality and then, you know, your home games become so important for you. And he reflected in the whole campaign. I think just more experience at this level, small details, we spoke about it a lot after probably every game, to be honest, and and you feel like maybe you carry a wee bit of luck again tonight, um, married with good performance, because I think we've been good in, in, uh, in all of the home games, to be honest, and maybe just know those moments that have fell for us and... Um, it's good that we take our chances in, in important moments in the game as well. I think in the last sort of five, six minutes, you can see they're tired and, and actually then we use that to, to go and kick on and, and, uh, and get the winner. So, you know, really positive. But again, obviously, we, we don't we don't come through the group or we don't have European football, but um, hopefully that can, can be a marker for, for hopefully signs to come. Leanne, Callum McGregor, He's played 52 games Incredible. already this season for Celtic Scotland. Unbelievable, wasn't it? I know, yeah. I know. You, you don't speak about a game of football, Scotland or Celtic, that Callum McGregor's not involved yeah. in. That's the reality. Um, he sounded pleased last night. I think you can hear that in the interview. Um, the type of player that he is and, and personality within that Celtic team, I think he carries an awful lot of responsibility as well. A lot of the onus, I think he puts in his own shoulders to produce performances and get results and he kind of lives and breathes it with the fans as well. So he totally understands, I think, the impact that that type of result can have. Um, he's a top operator as well. I thought performance level-wise he, he was very good um, and probably has had a, has blown hot and cold at points, I think, this season just because of the performance levels of Celtic. But no, he, he sounds delighted and as you would be. Um, it's been a long time to not have that feeling in, in Champions League and pro I think was it Kevin that said earlier on it maybe wasn't the, the same performance that they've produced in other games and they haven't got anything out of the game whereas last night you, you keep going until the end and, and they eventually get that winner. Well, Gimenez, uh, he was offside the balls in, in the net, wasn't it? And also Gertruda hit the post so it could have been sliding doors moments. Let's hear from the manager about that bridging the gap and first of all, getting the win. I said to the players it wasn't a burden that they had to, to carry especially a lot of the new players in but clearly the longer it goes on I think it shows you the challenges of the Champions League um, but I think we're, we're very determined to uh, over the course of my time here to, to improve on that record and I've been really pleased with lots of elements of the performance level that we've had especially at home where we've shown against good sides that we can play at a high level and, and play well and compete um, but of course you have to get the results so um, to get the win tonight like you say it um, draws a line under that home record it's 
the first win since Anderlecht, I believe, and, and now we, you know, we hopefully qualify next season, and then we go into that afresh, and, uh, and the players can gain confidence knowing that they can win at this level. Stephen, what do you feel about those comments from the manager? Yeah, it's. Um, I, I just think. I mean, yes, you're building. You feel like you feel like it is the same story. I know the format's going to change next year, yeah. but you think of. You look at Newcastle's group. Celtic say Celtic. You get the group of PSG, Milan, Dort, Dortmund. You are really looking at. A, it just felt like there was an opportunity there for Celtic. Um, there's no way that Lazio team should be six points better off than Celtic. They, Celtic, Celtic were unlucky on the night not to beat Lazio but you just feel that little bit of quality if they did a bit better business really really fine margins uh, it came down to in that game obviously with Lewis Palmer being so close to being onside for, for the winning goal but you just feel as if the draws aren't always kind as kind as they can be um, they can be really brutal uh, at that level of football and you just feel as if there was a missed opportunity this year I think even when you look at the games like hanging on and, and making sure you even take the draw Whereas games like the Lazio game that Celtic are chasing and you feel like they're going to go and win it um, and then it's roles reversed. When you look back in that in, in the group and what that scoreline reflects and what it does for Lazio in comparison to Celtic and then other games that perhaps that's where Brendan Rodgers I think needs to also learn as a manager um, in the player group that there's, there's certain moments that you need to manage and see out in the Champions League and, and deal with that better whether that comes down to personnel or tactical changes or whatever your approach to the game is but there was moments I think in the campaign that Celtic Sh- 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 <laughs> uh, Sean Connery's yes. in the building um, <laughs> Celtic have shown a bit of naivety you know that they, they do need to learn from but we hear that time and again don't we you know year after year um, from Celtic and they're not the only club who say that I find they're annoyed with themselves aren't they because they thought that they could be in pole position uh, along with Atletico to be in the latter stages and yeah, it's huge I, money I mean just my opinion I, I, th- I think Feyenoord are a better team than Lazio do you? Um, yep. yeah it just I mean the top end of the pitch you look at uh, Immobile's contribution you've got Pedro off the bench obviously, obviously at Celtic Park the, those guys probably have just been the difference Um on refl- I mean, if you totally re- just reflect on Celtic's season in terms of the six games in the Champions League, it's really not been that bad. As you say, better points tally than last year. So, so close, maybe, to getting Euro- uh, European football after Christmas. The prob- the criticism comes from, obviously, the sam- summer window, what's going on. The randomness, almost, to some of the selections, like Bernardo only ever featuring in the Champions League, um, doesn't really make sense. Um, but there are probably is that bit of doubt in terms of their domestic form um, not 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 blown team I mean the Aberdeen game Hibs game Pint, Hearts at Tynecastle these games are more in isolation than they were maybe more regular last year and I think that's where the negativity comes and what about Lager Bielka the soundings was that you know he might be up for sale in January but he scored the winner last night well it was a great moment for him because he hasn't been involved in a lot of the squads uh, other guys have been in front of him uh, but his attitude in training and in the main has been superb um, and obviously he's always been ready so to come in and obviously like you say the irony of him getting sent off and then getting the winning goal in the game was, was great so, uh, so yeah it was it was a really nice moment for him Could he be a feature of the Celtic team for the rest of the season? Yeah I mean he's gave himself a a, a, a shot at it in terms of he's he's brought himself back to life we've all been there as players where you're just totally out the the picture doesn't feel like you feel like you've made the wrong move in terms of where you are in the pecking order um, if Cameron Carter-Vickers is fit 
he'll play at the weekend I thought Liam Scales was absolutely outstanding special mention to him actually in terms of what that defence was Stephen Welsh been out for so long um, and going off injured Lagabelke coming in from the cold I, I thought Liam Scales the biggest compliment I would say to him is he, he dropped a Cameron Carter-Vickers performance last night I thought he was defended brilliantly um, so comfortable in the ball started a lot of Celtic's attacks was composed and I think Jimenez is a going to be a superstar only 22 scored a lot of goals I know he had his moments Joe Hart Celtic had Joe Hart to thank and, and a couple of things in the first half but I, th- I thought Liam uh, Scales dropped an amazing performance last night yeah I thought he was excellent I thought him and Stephen Welsh who hasn't played for a long time either thought he'd done great for us to, to last that long and uh, did really well but Scales he's obviously come in and um, I think he's shown from, from pre-season that a player that maybe was unsure of where his future was that can come in and, and consistently play and, and in the Champions League in the main he's played very, very well. So, um, now a very good performance from him tonight and um, I'm pleased for him. Rangers just two hours away from kickoff against Real Betis in Seville. And no Cantwell, as we told you last night, uh, the manager has been looking at Betis and this is what he thinks of the opposition. We have a lot of respect for them, but we come here with ambition. Uh, It's an interesting game. It's a game also where Rangers have nothing to lose. We are in Europe next season, but we come here with big ambition. We want to make make a next step again as a group and... I gave several challenges last couple of weeks. Every time, or almost every time, not every time, but almost every time, the team passed that. And now it's the next challenge. It's, it's maybe the biggest one until now. So uh, we're going to go full for it. We'll give you the Rangers team in the next hour. Aberdeen are nil-nil as we come up to six o'clock. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Rangers fans, what are you thinking ahead of your last game in this section of the Europa League? And what do you think of the Europa League? You could drop down to the conference tonight or you might be in the second biggest tournament in Europe because earlier in the week, Leanne, when we were on, some of the Rangers fans were saying, look, they're not that bothered about the conference league. Yeah, I think it was Sean, wasn't it? Caller yeah. we had on on Tuesday night. Um, wasn't entertaining it. I, I think was maybe looking down on it a little bit. But look, for me, it's a, it's a European competition. If you can remain in, in Europe beyond Christmas, then excellent. I think when you look at the gulf in, in Europe, as we've seen in, in the top sides, really where would you place Rangers and Celtic? Um, is it reflective of, of the level, really, that they're at in, in Europe? If you want to go on and, and get into the latter stages of these tournaments I certainly wouldn't be frowning upon it if I was a player and I was part of it and I know Stephen obviously we're speaking about John McGinn earlier on has Aston Villa side in the, the Conference League and they certainly look to me like they're taking it serious and it's a competition that they want to win Yeah well they've got a manager with huge experience of winning European trophies and um, yeah you can from these teams the messages they've been they've been so serious about the competition it's, I think it's one Aston Villa would love to, to win and I hope Sean doesn't apply for any tickets if Rangers get to the Conference League final <laughs> <laughs> if he's not that bothered about it. 
Uh, Aberdeen are still nil-nil. It's 20 minutes gone at Pataudry. It's not the biggest. It's not a bad crowd there when you look. And they, they've got a good support, haven't they? Normally 15, 16, up to, what, 18,000. But they've got the cup final on Sunday. And you spotted there's no Bojan Miofsky tonight. No Bojan Miofsky. He is there. He has travelled with the squad, but he, he's in one of the boxes watching the game. So I assume that he, he wasn't worth risking. I think he had a, a bit of a knock. So he's not in the squad tonight. But you would imagine that he will be fit and available the fact that Duke has started the game tonight because had they been without Miofsky I don't think they would have risked Duke tonight as well ahead of Sunday but performance wise it looks okay 20 odd minutes into the game Indrik Frankfurt have had a couple of half chances just gone beyond the post um, look like they're, they are more dominant in terms of possession in the stats in the game but Aberdeen certainly holding their own so far Stephen did you like playing at Petordry I know I've asked you that before I always think it looks you know there's always some great games at Petordry did you like it or was it too windy? Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a brilliant record uh, there, which probably, first and foremost, what, the memories of playing at stadiums. Uh, if you win, you win. You, you love playing everywhere. But yeah, it was always very windy. The pitch is never brilliant. Um, is it not? No. I, think, I think it's a club. I mean, when you look at the stadiums, um, Hibs and Hearts have got, I think it's a club that, and, and there's been a lot spoken about, I think it's a club that needs a new stadium. Uh, huge club in the city. But just a, a stadium to bring them up to the, the level of what they can be the potential of the club potentially the third force in Scotland uh, Philippe clement has been speaking ahead of the game tonight we'll have the team news maybe in 20 minutes or so he's been speaking about Danilo now we knew he was out for some time it's longer than is thought this is the latest from the manager sorry to take back to injuries again uh, a time scale on Danilo um, I never give a time scale why I've been a player myself and I had to look that I was somebody who healed really fast I worked really hard to come back also after injuries, but there were moments that the uh, doctor said uh, you will be back in eight weeks and I was back in four weeks. So I don't think it's good to put a time scale on it, um, but we need to be yeah, really clear and honest and I always try to be that as much as possible to give all the information. It will be several months, that's for sure. So he will not be back uh, in January or something. But I don't want to pinpoint on a on number of months. Another blow for Rangers because Danilo. What what do you make of him? He was starting to look the part anyway. Um, for me, he was was their best number nine in terms of an asset looking to grow into it but he's been really unfortunate with injuries and there's nothing worse by the way than a manager that wants to tell you and the physios when they think you should be back fit um, based on their own experiences so you can only imagine Philip Clement talking about the um, Rangers training facility telling players that they should be back sooner than, than they are but it's a tough run you know when you look at the injuries that Rangers have, have been faced with this season it's been relentless uh, the manager spoke about that his frustration around that and the, the physical condition of the players why is it happening um, because there seems to be so many innocuous injuries unfortunate moments players that are looking like they're fit to return and then within a couple of weeks they're back out again the likes of Ryan Jack um, Kmar Roof real real frustration Danilo being another one of those as well so to go without him for which sounds like months it is, as Philip Clement has alluded to is a tough one and certainly you would expect Rangers to to go and invest in the, the January transfer window and look to bring somebody to the club that can hit the ground running because so far the signings that they've brought in that position other than Danilo haven't really fitted the bill and the name that many Rangers fans want to hear coming to Ibrox is 
the heart striker, Shanklin. I'm just looking at. I see the heart's chief executive today said he's going nowhere. But you would say that because you know he wants to get as much as possible uh, for him if he has to go. Do you think he's going to go, Stephen? What's your latest on Lauren Shanklin? Well, I thought. I mean, coming into the, the January window before the Danilo injury, um, they'd such a big outlay on himself and, and Dessers. You're thinking, well, the Rangers board will they sanction another big money signing for a striker? I know he would rather Danilo was fit, but it might help his case for, for bringing in a number nine in January. The needs must. Um, Cyril Dessers obviously scored at the weekend, but um, he's not shown a lot of a lot to us that he, he is the answer for the moving forward. So someone like Lon Shankland obviously comes into the thinking. But if your heart's, you don't want to be strengthening a rival. Um, if Lon Shankland makes it clear that he wants to leave and Rangers want the player, and Hearts will rightly demand a big fee for their captain. It's, it's their right. Sure. Um, and it's up to Rangers what they'd be prepared to pay for him. Uh, but I do think he, I mean, he ticks a lot of boxes for, for what Rangers are looking scores for. Scores goals, scores goals in Scotland. What do you think, Leanne? What's your latest? The latest for me would be, it's a no-brainer um, for both Rangers and Celtic to look at Lauren Shanklin. But as we discussed earlier in the show, and it's been a, a common theme, is that both old firm clubs appear to overlook Scottish players at times and don't see it as being part of their recruitment model that works, whether they look to try and invest in players that they can you know, make money on and, and look to sell on and develop to a point. Um, the players that they've brought to the club have not had the same stats that Lauren Shanklin produces even when you look at Danilo Dessers um, Lammers Seema's obviously come in and hitting good numbers but I, I do think Rangers need someone who is tried and tested and as I say will hit the ground running in January because it's a tough window it's a tough time of the year um, and where Rangers will find themselves is probably come that point they will still be behind in the title race because they don't get to play the, the catch up game until January if they win all their games in between so I think they need somebody that's going to come and, and really anchor the team They're going to be without Cantwell tonight will he play on Sunday any clue from the manager? I think it's we don't have that much time because we need to, need to eat this evening so to tell about every player who's not here, all the story, it's a little bit long. No, Totti's not here because of personal circumstances and he wants to keep it personal also. So we respect that. Uh, and the positive thing to say about that is nothing something between club and him or me and him or it's just family-wise. It's important uh, if players want to keep things private, we're going to keep it private also. They are public figures that's true but they are also they have their personal things in life also that we need to respect Stephen and needs to respect. as a player Leanne too I mean they've got a private life which often the public forget about they'll miss him on Sunday if he doesn't play or will they? Yeah I mean they'll miss him in terms of what you're looking at that midfield area um, and for me I, I, you hope it's nothing serious mm -hmm. when it comes sure. to family and personal life but you hope that um, he's available to play in a cup final because he's an absolute shoe-in uh, for the number 10 position in the, in the cup final but I mean I think Philippe Clement's in a difficult situation there Todd Cantmill's obviously been to see him maybe asked for a couple of days off maybe to go back down south and he said look I, I don't want a big deal made about it I don't want people to know why so a difficult question he's obviously um, all the Rangers fans will be worried about whether he's there um, for the cup final on Sunday more, than, more so than tonight but uh, you just hope that it's nothing serious What's happening? But Audrey, what's the latest, Leanne? Aberdeen are defending inside their 18-yard boxes. They have done on a number of occasions in the 
the 27 minutes that we've, we've had on so far but so far Frankfurt haven't managed to find a breakthrough the shape from Aberdeen looks pretty good pretty robust almost like a 5-4-1 um, which you would expect them to be out of possession and, and up against it tonight against a top side the amount of changes that they've made to the, the squad as well but I haven't seen any real kind of clear-cut chances at the opposite end for Aberdeen just a couple as I mentioned beyond the, the post from Frankfurt but no goals yet okay. Justin, a Rangers fan was on the phone last night on his way to Seville. So let's go live to Seville. Uh, big Rangers fan, Paul is on the line. You're either in Seville or Shawlands. I can't quite read the writing, Paul, but good evening. What's your thoughts for tonight? Hi, hi, thanks, Paul. Okay. No, no, I'm on, uh, I'm in uh, sunny Glasgow. <laughs> so okay. Shawlands, I thought that. But, um, Paul, what are you thinking for tonight? Um, I, I don't, I think better just a, they're going to have a bit more than us, I think, to be honest. I, I, I want Rangers to win everything, you know, but I just think it's going to be a step too far tonight. And do you know what? We're guaranteed the conference league or whatever you want to call it, um, which is, I suppose, a wee bit of a bonus anyway. But, you know, we play well in Europe, so they might surprise me. Um, but I suppose my, my point I was going to share with you tonight was the injury front. And I was listening to Leanne talk about it there, and, and I know she mentioned we've been unlucky and whatnot, but... Do you think James Tavenier, right, he never gets injuries. Very, very rarely have I ever seen James Tavenier get an injury. Do you think Patty is recruitment to be honest? Because Ryan Jack, in my view, is injury prone, right? Mm-hmm. He can only be played in certain, yeah. certain grounds and things like that. Um, and, and he seems to go to Scotland games and comes back injured. Uh, with, with Paris, it's picks up injuries. We've got Lawrence is injury prone. I don't know. I, yeah, that's part of the recruitment. That's what I was wanting to ask you. Okay, I've got the both nodding. So yeah, yeah, Paul. I think the biggest case in points, Kamar Roof. Um, Rangers. Uh, when Rangers signed him, you're saying look, yeah. looks absolutely brilliant on paper. Look what he's done at Leeds. Um, he's going to score loads of goals up here. What's the flaw? He gets injured quite a lot. He misses a lot of games through injury. Then he signs. He shows a lot of promise. He's a really good season. The year Rangers win the league, but he misses a lot of football. Um, so, so I agree with you when you look at guys like uh, James Tavernier Connor Goldson's had a, more of an issue this season than probably in all these other years that Rangers put together but they're so robust um, they don't miss a lot of football every time you see a Rangers team come in you expect the both of them to be playing so I agree with you I think it's part of the recruitment process um, obviously paying big wages for a guy like Kamar Roof and to have him unavailable for so long it's not ideal and I think it'll be part of Philippe Clement's uh, recruitment process moving forward Leanne what do you feel? No I think it's spot on I would agree with both the, the guys and you look at it Jack Suter again huge question marks over the, the John Suter transfer as well with the injury history that he had albeit I, I personally felt at that time he was still a huge asset because of the type of player that I felt he could become but he's another one that's been plagued with injuries even Nico Raskin to a point has, has been in and out of the team and um, maybe similar to Anawata that we were speaking about earlier waits for his opportunity and then when that opportunity does come it feels like he's one of these players that is not robust enough to kick on and, and play you know 20-30 games First um, tackle really wasn't it the first big challenge Absolutely but a lot of that comes down to you get players in your career and I was probably fortunate myself that I didn't have an awful lot of injuries I don't think it was ever mobile and agile enough to be honest to pick up a lot of them in terms of muscle injuries that players get um, but also you've got the element that you, you really do look after your body so a lot of it comes down to the players as well what are they doing away from, from the game how are they looking after themselves how are they preparing um, are they doing all the things necessary and are the people at the club at times I think Stephen will agree there can be conflicting bits of information as to what's right and what's wrong for you and what players actually need 
then what Rangers have been faced with over the last number of seasons is a change in style and management style, which with that comes different training techniques and you find that you get a lot of players that are able to change the style that they train whereas you get other players that are very set in their ways and if they don't get to train and play the way they want to they're again not robust enough to deal with that but it does come down to recruitment and looking at that and covering all bases before you make big decisions and big money decisions at that uh, you, you can never accuse people of um, you never really know the, the pain level or the pain threshold players have you can never really I mean, none of us are Within a dressing room, you can never say, oh, he's faking it or he's really injured. You, you don't know. Have you ever thought you, it? Yeah, you have. Of course you have. have you? And then yeah. the certain, I mean, the certain players that are maybe carrying something, you just know he'll play. doesn't mm. matter. He'll play in certain... And, and I've got no doubt over the last few years, James Tavernier will have played a lot of games where he maybe shouldn't have played. But you just know the Rangers players, and that's why he's probably respected within the building. Mm. The Rangers players and, and management staff that worked with him over the last few years will think he's really struggling with X and Z X, Y and Z but he'll play on Saturday he'll play again on Tuesday and he'll play again the following Saturday so there, there needs to be more of a robustness for Rangers moving forward and it's, as I said it sounds like that's something Philippe Clement's going to demand Paul you saw Celtic win 2-1 last night you've got Rangers tonight and I heard you saying that you feel they're not the favourites what do you think is going to happen though could they surprise you? Like what do you think about the team selection, Paul? Who do you who do you think will start tonight? Stephen and I quickly went, went through our team earlier on. Who the centre back pairing would he expect? Will Goldson come back in that number ten position? Is it Lammers that's going to fill yeah. the void? Do you know what my, my, my um, formation was? I'll give, I'll give you a wee insight as well. I think this is maybe for the Aberdeen game as well. I'd go a 4-1, 4-1. Um, I would have back four, Barisic, left back, Tavernier, right back, Goldson and Balligan, Butler yeah. goals obviously, and then I'd have Lundstrom as a sitting midfielder, and then the top four I would have Matondo on the left, Matondo eh, on the left, McCausland on the right, and then I would have well, that's what it's probably thrown out the window here. I'd have put Sterling in there as a wee surprise. Yeah. And maybe Lammers. And then up front, I'd put Zima. In the cup final, though, I'd bring back... So there's no Balligan there. tonight because he's not registered, Paul, mm -hmm. as you know. Oh, sorry, so right, That's right, OK, so there's right. no Balligan. Yeah. Yeah, suitor for me, I thought, tonight, yeah. Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's what I'd go. That four yeah. one, four one, no. We're going to talk about the cup final later because there's a. Like I said to Barry last night, we'll talk about it later because you've got to have the game to. You never know what could happen. Barry just takes yeah. it one game at a time as well. He doesn't does. He's still he in does. that mindset. Yeah. Paul, thanks for your call. Cheers, Paul. Liverpool are a goal down. Union San Galois, there's a name that uh, came up against the old firm in the last couple of years. They won up against Liverpool. Um, Aston Villa playing tonight, but no John McGinn. I mean, he's just in such a purple form at the moment so he's been rested yeah yeah um, I mean it's such a, it's such a busy schedule for them they have been and it's something I mean Unai Emery's so experienced with dealing with Thursday Sundays having done it for so long with Sevilla and Villarreal there hasn't been a great deal of change from Thursdays to Sundays but 
the Verne right, obviously f- uh, five previous match days to be already qualified. Just need a point tonight to, to top the group and y- you look at some of the qualities come in. I mean, Jacob Ramsey's not a bad replacement. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's having a purple patch because I, I don't know what purple form looks like, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got this weekend for Motherwell um, Women's? We're away to Dundee United on Sunday. Yeah. So, good one. Good one for us. Team runabout is in the league as well. I'm sure they'll be looking forward to it. Um, be good to pick up a win before last game mm. before the end of the year so no looking forward to it as I say and it's great when you were on the other night you were then said right see you Thursday you were off to training so great to training half seven yeah it's a late it? one Tough. on a Tuesday night yeah. no it's good well, it's short and sharp on a Tuesday night the girls are in the gym for an hour and then we're on the pitch for an hour so um, I just popped up to, to see them but no they were flying spirits are still high Petordry still Aberdeen nil Frankfurt nil the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and bespoke quote, call 0800 Let's go! This time tomorrow night on the programme, it's going to be... I'll tell you who's going to be with us tomorrow night. Peter Grant will be in the studio along with Graham Dorans. So that's the top team tomorrow night. Tonight, we've got Leanne Crichton and also Stephen McGinn. Aberdeen watch, close a few moments ago, good save by Cal Ruse. It was, yeah, good save with the body. Um, another bit of pressure from Frankfurt, but as a Aberdeen standing up to the challenge so far, always going to be a, a tough night, but defensively they look, uh, I think you would expect them to be breached at certain moments, but defensively, organisationally, they look pretty sound. Stephen, Liverpool have equalised and you've spotted somebody in the Liverpool team tonight. Yeah, Ben Doak getting a run out, which is great from a Scotland point of view. Like, love to see him get more. Um, only one of the best straight wingers in the world keeping yep. him out, but it's great to see him getting an opportunity. A 1 0 Aberdeen. Great goal. And it's Duke, the man who's been in and out recently, but he's just scored for Aberdeen 41 minutes. I mean, I mean, Aberdeen are having such a tough season domestically in the league, but. They, they've been really unlucky at times in Europe and some big performances and what a huge uh, moment that is for Duke at Petaudry. It's a good play. It comes down to the the system that they've got in terms of their defensive shape behind the ball. Duke almost starts the attack, then he finishes it. Ball gets played out wide and he gets himself into a brilliant area. Slides in with the left foot, turns it home. Brilliant pick out that from Shaden Morris. And you can imagine though in, in terms of the game plan that Aberdeen would have looked to deploy tonight and being compact, being robust, being really well organised and then playing in the, the counter-attack with somebody like Duke up top. As you say, Paul, he's been in and out this season. When you look at his numbers last year, it's incredible to think he's been in and out. But certainly in recent weeks, it's soccer that's been preferred um, alongside Miofsky, of course, who, again, numbers-wise, is doing very well. Um, three goals in six matches, there you go, for, for Duke. A lot of the Aberdeen fans, they love Duke and they love that uh, double act. You've also spotted a World Cup winner. Scored as well, didn't you? You spotted the 2014 World Cup yeah, finals. Mario, Mario Gotts is in Aberdeen. He's oh. dealing with the wind and the seagulls tonight. <laughs> um, but just, it's, it's weird. I mean, I, I, the type of season they're having, would you, be, would you be shocked if Aberdeen could turn it on on Sunday against Rangers and win the Cup? No, not at all. And in terms of, you look at them facing Kamarnock at home, Kamarnock not having a win away all, all season. Uh, and they go up there and win one nil. You've got Eintracht Frankfurt with a host of star names like Gotsa and they're, they're trailing to Aberdeen. But that's unthinkable for the Rangers fans, Stephen, because when the manager came in, Barry said the first thing is they have to win the cup. They've got to win the league cup. They got to the final. Celtic went out early on, as you know. Um, it's unthinkable. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, Philip Clement's not even had a transfer window yet. I don't think so much the pressure's on him. But I think the pressure the, that the mainstay of that group. The questions have been asked over their mentality over the years. 
I know they're big favourites to win the, the, the cup I think the pressure's on them can they finally uh, pull through for, for those fans and bring the cup back to, to Ibrox yeah and it's a good point isn't it it's a mentality thing are they winners well that's a question isn't it I think for, for both teams are they winners you know when you, you look at Aberdeen you look at Rangers I don't think there's in a one-off game an awful lot between them seriously I, domestically I, I cannot believe how poor Aberdeen have been this season um, when you look at their league standard and whatever I know Europe's been used as, as a, a reason for that um, but I still think with the squad that they've got the recruitment I think has been very good over the, the last season or so with the players that have been brought to the club and, and the players mentioned Miofsky, Duke even the likes of McGrath really really good Um It'll be interesting. I think it'll be a cracker of a cup final on Sunday and you would be brave at this stage to to really call it out right. I know the Rangers fans will believe that it's theirs to, to lose effectively, but I think Aberdeen will go there um, having had a good record against Rangers as well of late um, and believe that they can take it home to Pataudry. It'll be interesting to see what happens in both games, isn't it? You're watching for injuries. They've <laughs> rested some players. We'll find out the Rangers team quite soon. But when you look at the league table, um, Aberdeen, as you mentioned, not doing well at all. Big, big win at the weekend. In fact, Barry Robson, his job, people were beginning to say, can he survive the what, ninth position with uh, 16 points? Rangers second top, 37 points. But I know it doesn't work that way. This psychology thing. But it's the thing about, have they got the bottle? Have Rangers got the bottle? This yeah. this team, this squad, to win a trophy, which the Rangers fans quite rightly are demanding. I mean, I know the club are ready. You can go along and uh, get your picture taken with the trophy on Monday. And I see the Aberdeen, the painted bus is ready for the Union Street tour. I mean, this always happened, but these days with social media, I, it comes out. I mean, both, both groups of players will have um, booked somewhere to have a party after the game you have to be prepared um, so this I mean the, the leaking the, the, the bus and selling the tickets my only issue is probably selling the tickets yeah. I mean those fans can they not be allowed to get a picture taken with the, the, the trophy if it comes back to iBooks without charging the fans I mean How much they is pay it? enough £6.50 for a slot which seems for, for what the club will make over the grand scheme of things it seems a wee bit excessive at, at this time of year as well you could argue the club owe the fans you know given they haven't yeah, won I mean, they haven't yeah. won anything since 21 yeah, 2001 I mean, and it was a huge thing winning the title the 55 but since then well the cup yeah the following mm. year 2022 yeah, you think Scottish it's the type cup. of thing yeah. I mean it will attract a lot of kids okay. do you really need yeah. to charge that, that's only my opinion for Rangers the, the games keep coming though you know even off the back of Sunday if they do go and lift the cup they're back to domestic league duties on Wednesday night so as, as much as there might be a celebration or two I don't think there'll be an awful lot because when you've got a, a very limited squad to choose from and the pressure is going to continue to intensify I think it'll be something that Philip Clement will be well aware that he cannot take his eye off the ball The Belgians have gone 2-1 up against Liverpool Liverpool of course um, have changed the team big time so it's 2-1 to Union saint Gilois. Aberdeen one up against Frankfurt who of course won the Champions League last season having beaten Rangers in the Europa League final it's amazing how if Rangers and they came so close would have been you know in the Champions League mm -hmm. without having to qualify last year and that money that came in that's one of the headlines today Celtic making 29.7 million from the Champions League this season the win last night got them 2.4 million pounds um, the manager's been speaking then about you know people saying that for Celtic Rangers as well last season you know not the right level, not ready for Champions League. How do Celtic bridge the gap to be a Champions League team? And there's a number of things we have to do to bridge the gap. We have to play a way that makes it really difficult for teams. 
uh, surprise teams with the quality of our football. Uh, but, but but there's no doubt that you, you can't get away. There's you need to have a, a deeper squad of quality to uh, to be able to compete at this level. And I said to the players before the game, listen, whether you win, lose, or draw this game, that, that this is a competition and a level which can uh, you know can dent your confidence. But when you finish it, you're going to be better players for it, and you'll have gained invaluable experiences. And you're still really good players that are in a process, and with some help. You, you will improve so um, but delighted they got the win and, and obviously for the supporters Aberdeen go in 1-0 up at half time what are you thinking there about what Brendan Rodgers was saying that the, the players will improve yeah look I think you would hope that players would improve wouldn't you um, but I think the man even coming out after last night for Brendan Rodgers I think he's he's really trying to hang on to the, the positives and, and look forward now I think there was a bit more pressure on last night's game than than even we could have imagined because I think records and, and everything speak for themselves. I think that affects managers, particularly like Brendan Rodgers. So, um, but you're only as good as the player group that you've got. And, and I said it on Tuesday night. I think Brendan Rodgers is he's not hidden from the fact that he, he's not been pleased with the, the squad that he has. I think he's been pretty consistent and, and vocal about that. Um, but it's his job as the manager to make sure that players continue to improve. And I think that you can get away from that at times when you. You know, we constantly talk about recruitment and other players in the next transfer window. You've got to get the best out of the, the current group that's there. That is your your ultimate remit. And certainly, Brendan Rodgers has had a good proven track record in doing that previously. And I'm sure he'll strive to continue to do that at Celtic just now. And a recurring theme is the, the quality that he needs. Players that are ready to play, as you mentioned in the yep. first hour. And also, I mean, the question mark of how serious they are about really being a Champions League club is, will Matt, Matt O'Reilly be a part of that European campaign next year? You think of, I know Lagabelke scores a winner last night, but you think of some of his moments in the Champions League. Um, his pass for, to Kyogo against Atletico Madrid was out of this world. He, his touch and his de- uh, delivery for Lagabelke wins, wins the Celtic the game. Are they going to improve with Matt O'Reilly? Guys like this, instead every summer you go and sell off half your team. Um, can you go, and if Rio Hattati's injured next year, is it Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly plus a big sign in the summer as opposed to starting from scratch again where your match winner is, is such and Matt O'Reilly is, is sold and you haven't to replace Matt O'Reilly even with Champions League Stephen how difficult do you think it will be for Celtic to, to hang on to it will be difficult yeah but he's not 27 mm, he's not yeah. like he's in the absolute peak and he has to go can you try and convince him that this is a club worth staying at it's a huge club it's taking him from MK Dons, it's giving him Champions League football, it's making him a star at Champions League level. Can you convince him that you can get him an extra year out of him uh, um, and build a team around him as opposed to trying to replace that that type every season? What do you feel? Do you think they will keep him for another season? Well, going on, I mean, what's happened for the last few years, they say, every, I, know, I know every player has a price. Jota, you couldn't not sell Jota at the money you got. But that's what I mean. Can they, can they find a way of keeping these guys that they don't, that, Carol Starfield doesn't want to go to play for Celta Vigo. He yeah. thinks, no, we're building something here. Mm. No matter what happens, I want to be part of this moving forward. Josip Juranovic, I don't want to swap Celtic for Union Berlin. I can get what I want from Europe, from, from Celtic. I think Celtic are missing him a bit. Alistair Johnson, not the form that he had when he came in originally. No, I mean, I think he suffered, um, I, th- I think, with the loss of Cameron Carter-Vickers. Uh, I think that would... 
um, drop off anyone's form. You think of uh, Cal McGregor playing that role. Everyone's saying he's not been as good. Alistair Johnson's not been as good. But not having Cameron Carter-Vickers is huge for, for that Celtic team. It sure is. Here is the captain speaking at the end of the game. Yeah, saying step at a time, but it's going in the right direction. It's a win. It's a step in the right direction. Obviously, the, the players feel good about themselves. Hopefully, the, the supporters feel good about tonight's uh, performance and result. And, and then we come again uh, on Saturday with a, a hugely important game as well. It sure is. As you mentioned, the game on Saturday against Hearts, it's relentless. I wonder what the team's going to be. I'm not asking for a team just now, but it must be a huge boost winning last night. I think it's massive, particularly off the back of losing against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park last Sunday. Then you, you have that quick turnaround, you're back into Champions League, you need to go and raise your levels. Um, albeit the game didn't mean much other than the, the performance and the record itself. But I think for the players, it was huge. I think the reality that we've mentioned throughout the show, players as well, that you're, you're looking to drip feed back into the group. Cameron Carter-Vickers back training, Maeda back in training, Hitati, I'm sure they'll look to have him back fit and available for some time in January. So the games will come thick and fast. There's a number of players that I think Brendan Rodgers has given an opportunity to of late with a view of putting them in the, the window, the shop window, with the transfer um, window approaching as well. Um, whether you'll see a bit more of that against Hearts at the weekend, but it's another huge game. It finished last night in the other game in Group E, Atletico 2, Lazio 0. So natural order was uh, <laughs> resumed there, didn't it? With them top of the table. Celtic 2, Feyenoord 1. So the table, Group E finished with Atletico on 14 points after the six games. Lazio on 10, Feyenoord on 6 points and then Celtic on 4. You could spend the next five minutes saying ifs, buts and maybes. Um, there's no point. That's where it stands. And Feyenoord also feel that they should have come. And I heard you saying, Stephen, that they probably should have been a second top. That's They'll never be in the Champions League qualifiers again. Sorry, the actual group stages. Mm. That's the end. It's, it's a league format next season, isn't it? And there's another two games and that's another... Well, that could be if you win both. I, I don't we'll know. It, but on the scale this year, that's nearly, what, £6 million extra. This is huge for Celtic and Rangers to win this yeah, title. I mean, these the titles, since the coefficient, we got into a position where the, the league winner went automatically into the Champions League. They had, I mean, every league feels bigger, but last year felt huge with the Champions League. I think you only need to look at the, the day Celtic get the trophy. They play the Champions League music because it's a big... Financially, I mean, it's massive. I know the fans will maybe say, well, don't spend it anyway so why are we celebrating it but it has been a big announcement and it does feel it feels like that league trophy and the guaranteed Champions League football is there for either the Celtic Rangers if they can really um, make a mark on January I think the fans are going to get fed up eventually if they sell we know the model and the model has worked but are you still going to get 60,000 if you can't do well in Europe if you sell the best of players and even in the league you're struggling. The, the league thing's maybe unfair. You can talk about that later in the season probably. But in Europe, how important is it to the fans? Because often we hear, here and Go Radio later on, it's all about the title. It's not about Europe. Yeah, but I, I think they needed, they needed a reminder of what the nights can be. Um, I think it's noticeable if you're at a game last night, the atmosphere compared to usual Champions League nights was the quietest I've ever heard Celtic in a European night um, especially Champions League level and I do think it's there was obviously the hangover from Sunday but I think the, the fans felt let down by the, by the players uh, and manager on Sunday there was it was like they haven't seen that domestically in a long long time um, and probably a, just a total frustration it's, it's not cheap going to these Champions League games uh, Europa games it's not cheap especially the time of the year 
um, all the commitments in, in getting there in the midweek nights and I think it was just a reminder of how good the nights can be if you can get it right and they're missing the noise that normally comes out of the, the standing area the Green Brigade most of them missing yeah that's an and issue whichever. that's an issue they need to solve um, whether I mean they're a big part they are the noise whether it's, yeah. it means the rest of the support's got, just got used to them being the noise and they, everyone watches the games but you take them out it's, it's a huge factor in terms of the atmosphere you want them to find a solution, don't you? Um, rightly or, or wrongly, both parties need to, to come together and, and iron out their differences and, and look at not necessarily how you just resume normal order. How do you change things? How do you make it better for the club, for the fan experience? Um, and everybody's happy and that you've got that level of respect between the fans and the club, which I think has been lost between the, the Green Brigade and, and Celtic as a club. We'll have the Rangers team shortly. Aberdeen, no, uh, 1-0 at half time great goal from Duke we're back in a moment the Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs let's go Paul Cooney with Stephen McGinn and Leanne Crichton I Leanne? was just yeah. going to say there Paul off the back of Tuesday night's yeah. show yeah. Um, Grado started following me on, on Instagram oh. so it's only taken them about three years to follow me back so that was good is that right So yeah, I must, must have seen the social news. media yeah. clip and Put me front and centre and he, he must have thought I'll just hit the follow back button. So he should. That was nice. And see the things you say, he'll repeat it in the morning. He, <laughs> he loves his football though, doesn't he? And, he does. Uh, He's a panto. good character yeah, to be fair. He yeah, is indeed. Yeah. I enjoy watching him. We've got some great pantos here in the West, not least um, at Motherwell. So there, and I know at uh, Ravenscraig is um, yes, yes. my daughter Kathleen, she graduated from there. It's brilliant. So that's where they are at the moment. Yeah. Um, so over at Ravenscraig at the new college so that's brilliant and great of course in action as well Stephen you're nodding is it panto wise or are you no, thinking uh, fo- let's get back to football you're thinking Aberdeen one up as we get ready for I the second half I think everyone's saying let's yeah. get back to football I was just Absolutely. nodding because I'm, I'm going to see Gredo on Tuesday oh, uh, excellent. my daughter yeah Good. Did you pay for your tickets? Yes. A good man. Yeah. I know. I, I'm not a great one to say the freebie. If you were going good. to out him on radio, therefore. <laughs> I, I know. I know. No, good I didn't think Steven. he would. He was good. Yeah. I hate freebies. But I you might help us. I mean, I, if you're. Nobody if you're, hates a freebie. <laughs> uh, we do. Waiting for the Rangers team to come in tonight. We know who's missing. And also, you wonder. You wonder what the manager's thinking. You know what Barry Ferguson says? You're playing for Rangers, you wear that blue jersey and you give it everything. And then think about the cup final in a few days' time. But I wonder. I think there's also bits of it that you can overthink. And I get, I think that's where Barry's coming from as well, that if you're a player, I would rather play as well. If it was these two games and you were given the, the opportunity, you'd want to go test yourself. I don't always think that resting up and watching your teammates perform and, and go out and play does anything for you especially if you've also travelled to the game so your body's still impacted by that um, if you look to try and wrap players in cotton wool I always feel it comes round at some point and, and bites you regardless whether you pick up a, an injury in training or in the warm up or you pick up a knock early in the game so um, I think you just need to treat every game as it comes prepare as well as you possibly can uh, and that will then set you up well enough for, for the next game it's the worst out in football, honestly. And the manager pulls you in the day before. So you're not playing because you're resting you for the games coming up. Then you're a, you have to do all the match prep in case there's an injury warm-up or early into the game. You don't play and at the end of the game, the sports scientist comes out with a whistle and you're touchline to touchline for, for 20 minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst out ever. Or you, or you get rested and somebody that comes in does well in front of you and out. then there's a... But that's the problem, isn't it? And that's an issue. You've been out long-term, Stephen, but you're ready to come back soon, but your team have been doing so well. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. 
Um, yep. Not that you don't want the, the replacement to score, obviously a team game, but you yeah, are always sure. worried about that next day, uh, actually getting yeah. back in. Is that the Rangers team out, Stephen? Is that what you were given the nod for there? Yep. Stephen, go for it. If you got it there, I'll have so it in a second. Or Jack, two, if you Jack got it Butland in goals. Yep. It's Tavernier, Goldson, Davies and Barisic. Um, just sitting in front is Lundstrom mm. and Sifuentes. And then it looks like Dessa's up front with McCausland, Sima and Lammers. Looks like your team, Stephen. Spot on, is it? Yeah. yeah, I mean it was it was bare bones probably as Leanne says is only Matondo could potentially really come into that mm. um, so all the talk about resting players mm. it is it's still a really important game for Rangers as I said a win would top the group and two less games for them and what is a really important running Sure is Leanne what do you make of that Rangers lineup? Yeah I think that it's, it's certainly not far off the, the discussion and the conversation that we'd had so I think when you look at the Rangers team for even the likes of McCausland a big night for him as well another opportunity to go and shine I've been really impressed by him um, just his bravery on the ball just like any young player as you would expect but not every young player has got that same appetite and desire um, I think he's really exciting to watch so for him a big night a big opportunity Davies coming back in there as well at centre-back I, you know, a centre back pairing that seems to chop and change all the time, which even for Jack Butland is pretty difficult. Yeah. You know, he's not got that same level of consistency in front of him. Um, but it'll be interesting then when you look at tonight's lineup to see where it, it goes and, and how many changes there is come Sunday. On the bench, the keepers McCrory and Wright, uh, Suter, Matondo, Sterling, Roof, Divine, Lyle, and Young McKinnon. So that's the, the Rangers bench for the game which kicks off in, what, just over an hour's time over there in Seville. And there's quite a few Rangers fans have travelled over there to that great city, Leah. No, there is. I was just going to say, yeah. when you look at the bench, Paul, and you take, you know, Divine, who hasn't featured an awful yeah. lot, Lyle and McKinnon, really you've got Suter, Matondo, Sterling and Roof as first-team players that you would look yeah. to change. They're very, very light. Um, and the fact that, again, with that, you've got two goalkeepers on the bench. Yeah. So they're, they're extremely light. So it makes tonight even more important that you, you get everybody back fit and available for Sunday ahead of the cup final. I don't think you'll be following Michael Beale on social media after after the squad he's left <laughs> him for, sure. for Europe. He's, he's not happy with it. No, he's, he's he's not not happy for with, obvious yeah, reasons. Sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at... Um, Philip Clement's first choice centre half pairing Connor Goldson and Liam Balligan and yeah. it's he can't have that um, same same team every week because he actually can't play Balligan so uh, you can you can understand his frustration. To be fair though, it was Giovanni Van Bronckers who sold Balligan, wasn't it, mm. to QPR the year before? So, but I know what you mean Michael Beale could have put him in the squad, but he'd just come back up. He hadn't played much at all. Um, in a wide-ranging interview last night, Philippe Clement, we heard him saying earlier on he wanted to get for his dinner uh, before, uh, well, after the final training session. He's been speaking about his team and about his focus. I'm not busy about the past and the level of players that they had before or whatever. It's about now. It's about the future. It's about what the team is doing, and I see a team who works really hard, a team who's really focused. Uh, we had a flight now uh, on the plane also. I spoke with two players about individual actions, uh, video clips. Everybody's really, really focused on, on becoming better, and I think this is a group where a lot of players still have potential to grow. I don't see many players who are at their top yet. So that's interesting for a coach to, to help them and guide them in that way. None of the players at their top performance, Stephen, 
What, what does that do to you, though, if, ahead of a game tonight when the manager said that there's none of you, not even you, are playing at your best? Well, I mean, I think I think he'll be preparing. All of a sudden, January's approaching us. So everything Philippe Clement said up until now was to get this Rangers team back to basics, get them winning, reduce the lead at the top, um, qualify them for Europe after Christmas and prepare for this cup final. So after Sunday he'll be hoping he's gets hands on that trophy but then it very quickly moves on to adding his own players getting his own imprint onto this team and he's probably this is maybe the start of the look we've got to make improvements because up until now he's not complained about what he's, what he's inherited he's always spoke about making it better and simplifying the game and, and he and he's done a great job up to now but very very quickly I think into January we'll see the way he wants to move this Rangers team going forward Leanne? I think if anything he's probably setting a bit of a marker down and a reality check as well for the players ahead of a big week and I think as a player you could take it one of two ways you could be offended but if any Rangers player genuinely believes that they are playing at the top of their, their game I would love to know who you know because as much as they've got results under Philip Clement as well at times they've had to, to work really hard until the end of the, the game and they've hung in there they've had to claw it back from being a goal behind and whatnot. so I don't think performance levels um, have been exceptional I don't think there's been a standout just now really if you were to go and pick even a, a player of the year for them at this stage you'd probably be looking at Jack Butland which mm -hmm. again tells you everything you need to know about the performance of the team so you take that as a player as a bit of motivation also it keeps folk on their toes as well because you don't know who the manager's particularly speaking about um, or certainly that would be the mindset that I would take and you would want to go and prove no I, I am getting close to the top level of my game and this is why I should be the first name in your team sheet um, that type of mentality so I think ahead of a big week he's probably just using it to try and get a, a little bit more out of his group Yeah I was speaking to Ray a big Rangers fan yesterday and Peter as well both said they're enjoying the results not the performances particularly can I just mention the championship which you both know so well yes. Stephen's hoping to be there in a few months time Leanne we often see you on a Friday night what about the game last night the Gayfield 1-1 until the 90 what 95th minute 5th minute 2-1 race rovers race rovers outstand I think is that 16 yeah. points now that they've gained um, they've won beyond the 85th minute in um, all matches so Brown really enjoyed the game last week um, watching race rovers I thought performance wise are really really good uh, against Partick Thistle what a game it was actually I love the Friday night games but they really are setting a marker down putting an awful lot of pressure on Dundee United and what a game that will be this weekend it sure will be so what do you think Barry Ferguson thought Wraith Rovers was going to win it I think you Stephen thought maybe Dundee United overall I mean still, still although Wraith Rovers are two points clear I still think I mean you scoring that many late winners usually it's for a reason you're very very close to, to not winning the game but I, I mean, I had it on. I was at the, the Celtic game last night. You've got the notifications on uh, for the game, and you're looking at your clock and you're thinking, that must be time up. They've dropped two points. Notoriously hard place to go yep. um, when you're trying to win a title, a broth. And all of a sudden it comes yeah. through 2 1 Rafe, and you're thinking, if I've got the notifications on, the Dundee United players certainly mm. will have. And with that big game approaching this Saturday, yep. Tanadice, Dundee United versus Rafe, the the pressure on those United yeah. boys has been cranked right First up. start for Jim McIntyre as well. Our both losing, uh, lost to Morton at the weekend yeah. and then you go and lose that, that late goal as well yeah. and you don't even take a point. So, um, albeit it's all changed at our both and, and Stephen says notoriously a tough place to go. They're, they're in a poor run of form just now. Leslie Ann was delighted at the Morton <laughs> win. But to be fair to Jim Goodwin, 14 games unbeaten in the Championship ahead of the big game at the weekend. Only one league, one club 
have that unbeaten run and it's yours Falkirk so you're hoping that'll continue this yeah, weekend we've got, toughest, you go. yeah. we've got a toughest game of the season yeah. Saturday away to Aki's um, so they'll certainly make us work to keep their unbe- undefeated status but as we said we didn't perform anywhere near our best in the first game against Hamilton so uh, we're looking to put that right on Saturday and Leanne your game on Sunday Yep, it will be yeah away to, to yeah. Dundee United one o'clock kickoff. so uh, as I say last one before the, the year as well which is good and then we meet up we've got a couple of days next week with the pro licence as well the cohort will actually beat the cup final on Sunday which oh, I will good. miss unfortunately um, and then we'll catch up with them Sunday night and then through Monday Tuesday not that you could think anything better to do with your 18th and 19th of December exactly. week before well, Christmas who does the, the scheduling I know, I know. what's going to happen tonight Leanne what do you reckon in Seville I think it'll be too much to ask for Rangers to win over there. I, I think if they could go there and, and get a draw, it would be a fair reflection of the squad and, and the player availability that they've got just now. But I think up against that, Real Betis side who are very good at home this season as well, picked up a draw against Real Madrid at the weekend. I think form-wise, as I say, it'll be too much. Stephen, what do you reckon? I think Betis will win 2-0. I think uh, their, their home record's very good, held Real Madrid to a draw at the weekend and as we say, it's a it's a thrown together Rangers team, uh, very weak um, compared to what it could be. So two 0 to Betis, but I do think um, they'll lift the trophy on Sunday. I think Rangers will win the trophy on Sunday. So the, the the disappointment won't linger for too long. So you reckon Rangers are going to win? Leanne, can we ask you? It depends what happens tonight, maybe injuries or whatever. But who do you think is going to lift the League Cup, the Via Play Cup? Yeah, I think Rangers will edge it on Sunday, but I, I fancy it to be a, an absolute cracker of a cup tie. I think Aberdeen will leave everything out in the pitch. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the full hog, extra time penalties. But I think Rangers will will do enough. Penalties, we'll see. Let's hope. It doesn't actually go to penalties at the end. Okay, thanks everyone. And it could be John McGinn's Aston Villa up against James Tavernier's uh, Rangers if Rangers do drop down to the conference. Thanks so much, guys. Tomorrow night we'll be here at five. The news is next. And uh, see you tomorrow along with Peter Grant and Graham Dorans. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.